0: One of my favorite things to do is to make myself proud, to feel proud of how I showed up. I love that feeling. And it usually comes from after I've done something that was scary for me or just challenging, like the feeling of like, yes, like I'm proud of you. You did that thing. I know it was scary and it was hard, but you did it. And that's awesome. Like, you know what I'm talking about, that feeling. I like to think about it as playing big in my life. And today on the show, we're talking all about that, what it looks like to play big in your life. And we have a special guest on the show. It's my friend Jill Schmieding. So, Jill is originally from Nebraska. She now lives in Denver, Colorado. And she loves, you know, being outside, dancing. She just got into like salsa dancing, it's one of the ways that she's been playing big, stepping out of her comfort zone. Um, she loves hiking. She likes to geek out about personal development stuff like some of us listening to the show like to do, right? Learn all the things. You just want to live your best life and you're trying to like soak up all the knowledge to do so. That's the kind of person that Jill is. And Jill likes to just connect with, as she would say, everyday women. So I thought like someone like Jill, like come on the show as your everyday girl who's an amazing facilitator who just is just so fun to hang out with. And the reason I'm bragging on Jill right now is because I'm so excited because she's offering a $29 group coaching thing that I'm going to be a part of related to playing big. We're going to talk more about it as the show goes on. You're going to hear about it today, but listen up because if this is something that you feel like you're called to do like this summer, like you're like, I want to play big this summer. I want to play big in my life. $29 less than a dollar a day for this month thing where you get to connect with a cool community. Come hang out with us. It'd be so fun to chat about this stuff. You're going to see how fun it is as we start talking on today's episode. So, with that little intro being said, I'm going to turn it over to Jill and I asked her, like I edited this out just keeping it real because I had this weird background noise. I'm like, "Guys, I'm janky up in here." I this has been my favorite word of the week, janky. I'm staying at an Airbnb in new hampshire and there's not proper lighting or like the right setup i guess to do recording of things so i found this little cute table on the side of the road back in what state was it pennsylvania or something like that i forget what state i found on the side of the road and i like picked it up you know sometimes there's stuff on the side of the road that's free and they're like should i get that or does that have um bed bugs in it i don't know you know well i grabbed the thing And this little table, and I brought it with me. I've been carrying it around in my car for a while. Anyways, it came in handy because I'm using it right now to record in this janky place. But I love it, and I'm excited. So I'm janky is what I'm trying to say, and I'm here for this. And anywho, there was a weird noise in the background when I was recording this. Um, Why do you have to hear my whole life story, right? Why? Like, can we just get out with the episode? Okay, I will. <laughs> Let's go. All right. I'm in this shaky place, edited it out. And now I'm turning it over to Jill to tell us how she got involved in playing big. Like how did she became obsessed with it? Because she's always talking about playing big. This girl never stops talking about playing big. And I love this about her. So turn it over. Jill, how did you get involved in this whole playing big stuff?
1: i really love to seek out advice from people and i love to seek out help and so a few years ago i was actually looking to get some career advice and so i started working with a career coach and she was really good and she recommended a couple different books to me and one of the books that she recommended was playing big by tara moore and i think she just kind of handed it off to me like a one-off thing but it actually has changed my life for the better and really has kind of put me on a trajectory, which I never saw coming for sure. So that's how I got into playing big, uh, was just, um, yeah, working with her career coach a few years ago.
0: And so it's kind of like you started playing big because you or got obsessed with it because you stepped out and started playing big in a sense for you to yeah. like get that coach and correct. all the things.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Yeah. So I love that because I haven't actually read the book, but I've heard of it. Um, but I know me and you have like geeked out about all the things playing big. So that got me thinking about the whole concept of playing big like what does it actually mean like what does it mean to you
1: to me personally or do you want me yeah. to tell you what Tara Moore says.
0: want. Well, let's do both.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll start with Tara. So I'll give you an overview of what she mentions in her book that playing big looks different for everybody. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, she also talks about it's bridging the gap between what you see in yourself and what others see in you. And it could be again, it could be your career, it could be a passion project, it could be personal stuff, Um, you can play big in all those different arenas, and it looks different for everybody. And that's really what I've learned quite a bit, um, talking to friends and doing different things um, for the last few years, trying to kind of pull people towards uh, playing big and trying new things and kind of walking through fear, like walking along fear, I guess I should say, you don't ever really get over it, so yeah yeah so that's um that's her definition in a nutshell by the way I highly recommend just reading the book but um my definition of playing big is it, yeah it's doing can I swear because I'm a sailor
0: yeah go ahead
1: okay, okay cool uh, so it's it's really
0: it's working oh, wait, let's let's clarify so if you have any kids that are listening right now earmuffs go ahead
1: you're yeah, I'm sorry I am I'm gonna be my true self here um, but I I would say it's just really working through um, fear and pushing through that that stuff now now I'm not even swearing now that I've asked for permission that's hilarious <laughs> um, but <laughs> but you know it's um, yeah it's working through the scary shit that's what I was gonna say and really walking alongside fear that's a, that's one thing I will say that I've learned about playing big is, Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, it's always going to be a bit scary, but on the other side of it, like you feel alive. And I have a great example that I can give you a little bit later on, but it's just like, man, I feel so alive when I play big, even though it is scary as shit. It is so freaking scary. And I still have issues. I still have a lot of ways in which I can't play big. You know what I'm saying? That I'm still trying to figure out. Like you're working through the fear working around that,
0: yeah, but you, correct. I love your definition of how it's like when you're on the other side of playing big, like when you've done that scary thing that oftentimes we're going to get into this isn't always some big thing, correct. right? Sometimes yeah. it's something small, but it really scares you. But when you get over that and you go on the other side of it, it's like, you do feel so alive. Like you're like, I did that thing. Like you're so freaking proud of yourself. I think that's how, you know, if you've been playing big, it's like, if you've if you've been uncomfortable and then you've also felt that feeling on the other side of it was like, yes, I'm proud of you. You did that thing.
1: Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: So tell us then um, I guess a story of yours of how you've played big.
1: Yeah. Great question. So
0: yeah. So again,
1: back to the whole idea that it's big and small, you know, I have, yeah, so I'll just say this in the book, she talks about one of the later chapters. I think it was chapter nine, maybe eight or nine. She talks about leaping, and leaping is doing something before you're feeling 100% prepared. And being that I'm, I want to say that I'm a recovering perfectionist, nothing I do is ever perfect, first of all. So I don't know why they call it a perfectionist, but I am a recovering perfectionist, and so. I want everything to be perfect before I do things. And leaping is all about doing things before you're 100% prepared. That's really hard for me. So years ago, um, when I was working through the book, I was like, okay, I want to I wanna do a book group. And we talked about it, me and the, the career coach. And uh, she was just like, okay, fine. And yeah, I was just like, but before I do that, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do all those other things. And she was just like, yeah, no, that's not how this works. And so I did, I took a leap of faith and I put together some really, um, I I brought together some really close friends who I felt like were super forgiving. So if I didn't do a very good job, they weren't going to, you know, be mad at me or anything like that. And it actually has really blossomed into an amazing thing in which I ran a couple different book groups. Um, All of the women who attended the book group uh, have grown tremendously um, in regards to playing big and putting themselves out there and asking for what they want and using their voice and Oh my God, it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And then we came together for a little reunion uh, this last summer, and we all just kind of sat around the table with our little Moscow mules, and oh, fine. yeah, and all of us went around the table and said how we've played big over the last year because it was a reunion to, sort of thing. And so uh, it just warms my heart to see women and uh, amazing women, everyday women. That's that's one of the things where I'm like, these are chicks that are just like me. We work our nine to five, you know, we're not New York bestsellers. We're not, um, you know, authors or whatever. We're not uh, multimillionaires. We're just amazing everyday women um, really just, yeah, using our voice and putting ourselves out there. So that was one way that I've played big. And that was a big way that's really changed my life and uh, put it on a trajectory in which I have learned a bit.
0: I have to say like, so you say that that situation was you playing big, definitely agree with that. And that has me thinking about like, obviously there was a fear associated with you, like offering that book club and that whole experience and all of that stuff. Um, so what was that really about? Like what was going on there? I'm just curious.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh fear of embarrassment. I think maybe, I mean, I'm not, uh, you think I would have talked to my counselor about this, but I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I think I'm just fearful of like putting yourself out there and having people be like, she doesn't know what she's talking about, or man, yeah. she's a terrible facilitator, right? Which I know I am. I am an excellent facilitator. I start on time. I'm so proud time, of you
0: for saying that. Oh yes. yeah,
1: yeah. I start on time. I do not. I do not. And this is one of the things that the girls always was like, oh my god, if it's from six to seven thirty, it is from six to seven thirty, and oh. Yeah, and, and I was I'll bring up something a little bit later, but it's like it's from six to seven thirty. I make sure that I respect other people's times, you know, a yeah. time because it's very valuable. And so that's one of the things that the girls always were just like, Man, we know, we know you're not gonna mess around. We're gonna move through the agenda, we're gonna have a fun time ta- talking and chatting. But yeah, I just really am
0: so you've grown so much since you've done this. Obviously, you you've got you've gained confidence. And yeah. your facilitation skills, all that stuff. But initially you had this fear around in a sense, what people would think about you, like Correct. if you did do this thing and then you did the thing and it felt so freaking good. And then you gained this confidence. And now you're sitting here saying like owning your stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely. This and is not- who you are.
1: And not only that but it's like i've learned by doing right because i'm always mm-hmm. a person who reads all these books watches all these youtube videos listens to podcasts i absorb so much information or at least i tried to absorb so much information but it's just like by doing is how you learn and and that's really hard but i've learned some really valuable skills that i have now by doing those right teaching training facilitating, that's like, that's like a huge passion for me. And I would have never really learned that if I didn't take this step of faith. And if you didn't choose
0: to play big,
1: yeah, correct. And if you
0: didn't follow that curiosity and like, that's a big thing there is like, if you, if you're getting curious about something, like you're like, Ooh, this sounds fun. But then there's that other part of you. That's like, Oh, that's scary. You know, you're freaking out a little bit on the inside. It's like, play big in that space, because I think you're being called to that space. Like you're being called to go through that challenge so you can get to the other side of the bridge.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to, um, tell you one more example, if you're, w- if you're willing
0: yeah. to hear a little
1: story, uh, I'll, ma- I'll, I'll I say a in, in long story short, but if anyone knows me, it's, it's a long story long. So, uh, <laughs> um, my favorite line is in a nutshell yeah it's never in a nutshell oh my, that's and, my
0: favorite line too yeah I'm like that was totally not in a nutshell at all if you listen to the show you know I say that often it's never in a nutshell
1: it's uh, never okay. in a nutshell but I like to you know I'm a good storyteller so yeah. yeah so I I just recently went up to uh Fort Collins like you said I'm from Denver went up to Fort Collins with a group of dancers because I salsa dance bachata dance and uh And just getting into that in the last few months, it's been, it's been a life changer for me, uh, for the better. And went up to Fort Collins to go dancing. We had two different places that we were going to go to. And one of them was more of a club. One of them was more of like a, a very kind of adult bar type of scene, right? Both of them had dancing, Latin dancing. And I was with an amazing group of people who I felt super safe with. And I mean, they all had my back and vice versa. And uh, something though, and this is something I've been talking with my counselor about, something happened. I I guess, I don't know if it was some like PTSD from when I was a child or some trauma unresolved, but when I went into the club in which I didn't necessarily feel comfortable going into it, but I, we, but as a group, we wanted to try out the two places. And so we were, I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling this club scene. Like I just felt a bit unsettled, but we went in anyways, there was nothing to be scared about really there was nothing so I don't know what was coming up inside of me but however there was a young kid that was there and because it was definitely a younger crowd and um to say the least I confronted him about something I accused him actually of doing something um that that was inaccurate and uh, my friends were very much like hey Julie you need to (laughs) you need to like you shouldn't have done that actually my friends were like you shouldn't have done that and I was just like ah you know so then and I and I was in the wrong and I felt super embarrassed but I also felt like I was just protecting my friend my friend's belongings and so I felt like I was doing the right thing
0: but there was something
1: something yeah something um that I didn't feel comfortable so with.
0: did you think that he like stole something correct or? yeah okay. correct
1: yeah so I confronted him, and. Uh, Yeah, and he didn't steal anything. And so this is another way that I played big there was my gut told me like I needed to apologize to that man. Mm -hmm. And so we were dancing and he was coming back and forth, but he was always with his friends. And then I feel like you know, in my personal opinion, I feel like the Lord kind of opened up that opportunity for me because he was by himself. So we, uh, my group was about to leave for the night and I was dancing with a gentleman and then the song got over with. And then that young man was by himself off to the side. And so I was just like, okay, so I walked up to him, tapped him on his shoulder and I was, and you know, his face, this is the thing I've been reading a book cues by vanessa van oh, Edwards. oh i
0: love i'm obsessed with vanessa van edwards
1: yeah yeah oh, great book yeah so body language i'm trying to learn how to read body language and his face was definitely when i tapped on his shoulder his face was definitely like defensive you know what i mean and i immediately said to him i was just like hey i just want to say that i am sorry for earlier and i really wanted to apologize and his face immediately like softened. I saw it like right before my mm-hmm. eyes. And he he was like, hey, thanks. And we shook hands and he was like, have a good night. And I was like, yeah, have a good night. And I walked away. So I felt super good about that because I know that I was in the wrong 100%. But boy, that's scary to walk up to someone and you know yeah. have
0: to. And to admit yeah. that you were in yeah. the wrong. Cause like, I think most people in that situation would have just been like, eh, whatever. Like I'm gonna just, maybe you feel wrong inside but you're still going to like dance and do your thing and act like it kind of isn't a big deal. But I, what I love about that is like you also paid attention to your own energy and you're like, I don't want to hold on to this. Yeah. And the thing that would make me feel better is if I just do the dang thing, like you always say, like go over there and apologize and even do it, just do it also for you, like not just for them, but for you and your own energy. So you're not holding on to that anymore. And I love too, Jill. Like, I feel like you just sharing that story was an example of you playing big, because I'm not so sure that everybody would share that exact story about like, or story of where they were wrong. And then they had to like, you know, deal with their ego in that process. Yeah, But I do feel like this whole playing big thing, it's like, I do feel if you truly listen to your intuition, like you're getting called to something. Like I was listening earlier to something and it was talking about how this person was asked, like, what is the thing that you know that you need to do? What is that thing? And that got me thinking, like, if I asked anyone that's listening right now, what is that thing that you know you need to do? You know, something shows up for you. You're thinking of something, you know, you need to do that thing. And I bet you, you haven't done that thing because there's fear associated with it. Now we're asking you to play big and like, not let that fear get in the way of you living your best life. It's like, what was Tara's definition again of playing big?
1: Well, she mentions bridging the gap between what we see in you and what you see in yourself. Uh, oh. And that, And she talks about the inner mentor and the inner critic, which we don't have necessarily time to get into today, but just great, great information about channeling either your inner mentor you know, versus what I do. I do a lot of seeking other people's opinions and advice, but I have it within myself to know what I need to do. Yeah. And so she talks about that, the inner mentor and um and the inner critic
0: um oh I love that you're saying that because I think about so often like as a coach you know I have clients that will say well and what do you think I should do especially when it comes to like their job stuff should I take like I had a client recently you know should I take this job or that job like what do you think I should do and I was like you know what to do yeah And I just like put it back on them. It's like, you know, and they're like, you're right. I do know. And I was like, yes, like that's an example of you listening to that voice.
1: Absolutely. And I think the more you listen to your intuition, the stronger it gets. I know for me, I am working on that and trusting my intuition and it does. Yeah, it definitely is, is a good thing to be able to like hone in on and and strengthen that that muscle, so to speak. Don't you
0: feel like there's times in your life where you, like, you knew your intuition was telling you something? And, like, Um, you did that, like, yesterday? (laughs) And then you're, (laughs) like... Like I should have listened to that voice because you knew, and then it led to like. So what happened yesterday? Because now. Oh well,
1: I mean, I'm just saying it happens like every day. I don't know if I have a perfect example for yesterday, but it definitely happens often where I'm like, oh, should have went with my gut, you know?
0: Yeah, like like the other day that happened to me where, when I was driving, um, so I I played big. This, I was thinking about this on the drive this morning when I was dropping Ian off on the trail, driving to the mountains. I was like, what if Jill asked me about how I played big recently? Like, how have I played big? You know, and I was like really thinking about it. And then initially, like your mind wants to be like, I don't know, like, there's nothing that you played big, but it can be like small things, like we talked about. Like times, like where, you know, I told someone how I really felt about something, even though I knew it was gonna piss them off. And just like staying true to like my true self or like what I wanted. Even like the other day, a friend had asked me, um. To do something with her. And I felt terrible because I was like, I hadn't seen her in a long time, but like it just really was not a good time. I had so much going on. And I like part of me playing big was like being honest with her and saying, like, no, I, I she, like I don't want to see you kind of thing right now. Like obviously I said it in a way better way than I'm saying here. But I was proud of myself for like honoring myself through that. I mean doing it from a place of love, even towards her. But that's like a small example of something like you play big. But the other day, speaking of the intuition. I was playing big because I did this like little road trip by myself, Um, flew to New York, and then I was like over seven hours away from where I had to meet Ian, and my goal was like, even though it scared me, I was like, you're going to drive through like the New York City traffic, all the other places that you're uncomfortable with, you're going to drive through it, you're going to stop in the three states that you missed, because I want to do all 14 states of the AT, like hike them myself. I was like, you're going to stop in all of those and you're going to hike by yourself, even though, even if you're like freaked out and like, you get like, it's not like I'm scared to hike by myself, but sometimes, you know, you get thoughts in your mind, like where it's like serial killer back in the woods no one's around me kind of thing like those thoughts (laughs) pop in my mind even though I'm like in the woods all the time it's like what the hell but anyways um so I was like you're gonna stop in those locations and you're gonna hike by yourself alone in the woods and you know whatever so I was like that's me playing big and like driving through this area I didn't know where I was gonna stay for the night and I was like proud of myself because I'm like you're gonna be brave and you'll you'll trust that you'll figure this out well anyways I was driving to my I decided where I was going to stay. Like, and I was headed towards there, put it in the GPS and the, like, I I felt like I looked down and I was like, oh yeah, it's the same distance. When I looked earlier, the same amount of time. And then I realized like, okay, so I drive there. It's like an additional two and a half hours or whatever drive to the place. It's the middle of freaking nowhere, nowhere, nothing around. And it was like, you have arrived. And I was like, no, I haven't. So like looking around, there's like nothing around. I'm like, oh, Okay. Beep. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so right. I look, I look at, um, my GPS and I like realized that it was like of the wrong town. So it was the same road address, like all that stuff, but it was a completely different town. Mind you, it's like midnight and I'm so tired, like delirious. Like I was struggling to even like make it to that point. And I was like, oh. I, I was like you. And earlier, I remember like getting that like ping, like when I look down at the address and like double check the address, like the subtle voice was like double check address. And I was like, meh like ignored it, you know? And then I like end up there. And then at that point in time, when I was late, it was late and I was tired. I still had a choice to make. And I was like, okay. I went back to my mantra. Like everything is happening for you. Some way this is happening for you. And I thought at the very least I can use this as a story and teach other people about managing exactly. your mind. Cause I really wanted to like scream and cry, but I like was didn't even have the energy to do so, but it was just like a learning experience for me. It's like, okay, listen to that intuition. And then also now that you're here, what can you do about it? Like, how are you going to make this a good scenario for you? Like get the best out of this. And I started listening to like nerdy brain science stuff that I geek out about in the wee hours of the night about like how the mind works and, you know, things I obsessed about. So I was like geeking out about that brainstorming podcast topic. So like it ended up turning out well, but anyways, there's just been so many other times in my life where I've, I remember one other time, like intuition wise, I was sleeping and I woke up early no, it was before I went to bed and I had my yoga mat out and it was like a brand new yoga mat. And I had a pig that lived with me a long time ago in the house. People know the story, but my pig Wally lived with me. And um, anyways, he woke up early that, and I remember thinking, wait, that I should put that roll up that mat and put it away. I got that intuition like ping and I was like, that's nice. okay. Wally doesn't ever wake up before me. Like he always sticks around me. Well, that morning, Wally freaking woke up before me and went out. I woke up to the sound of my yoga mat shredding. It was like a oh, brand new, no. expensive to me yoga mat. And it was like, shoo, shoo, and I was like, I should have listened to my oh, intuition. Yes, you should sure so, Anyways, there's like examples of, I don't know, intuition is a huge part of like playing big, is like yes. following that voice. And it doesn't mean that the thing that you're about to do, isn't going to be scary or hard. In fact, it's most likely going to be, yes. but feeling that like ping, like, and then also like when you're in it, when you're in the hard stuff, noticing it then too, to guide you through it, correct. you know?
1: Yeah, correct. Correct.
0: Okay. So yeah, I like need to hear stories, by the way. Yeah. They're so random. Cause I didn't think of those, but <laughs> before this, but yeah. Um, any you know, how I rant, uh, I'm curious though, because I know that you have more stories and I'm sure people would like to hear like another story, um, I guess from someone else that, you know, that has played big or maybe that maybe it wasn't to someone else. Maybe we went to think of thought of it as a big thing, but it was a big thing for them.
1: Yes, I, I do actually have an example and you know, this is a friend who has been married, and, and I applaud people that have been married for so many years, right? Um, and uh, so, yeah, she's always had her husband, right? As her best friend, as her, her uh, ride or die, right? And mm-hmm. partner in life. And so this particular person uh, went in to get her nails done and at a salon, like a nail salon. And she didn't ask like how long it was going to take for the appointment, like how long before she could get her nails done. But she sat down in the chair and she was sitting there and she realized, man, I just don't have time for this. But instead of just playing big, in my personal opinion, and just using her voice and saying, excuse me. Um, I don't have time or actually just Ew. being like, Hey, excuse me. Like how long is it going to take before you guys start doing my nails? Um, she, she couldn't, she couldn't do that. And so she did actually reach out to her husband um, to kind of fake a little emergency uh, to call her on her cell phone. And <laughs> um <laughs> And so she got her emergency call from her husband, and she left, you know, the place, of course, because of the emergency, um, the fake emergency. But, you know, for her, it is one of those things where one, I'm just super happy that she had her husband there to support her, and to be there and help her out. But I would love to see um, her grow in her ability to use her voice and say, Hey, you know what, like I changed my mind. And, and one of the things that one of my previous counselors, I love counselors, by the way, um, and, and therapists, but one of my previous counselors gave me a list of like 25 bill of rights. And it's one of the bill of rights that I really live by is I have the right to change my mind.
0: And, Ooh, and a lot of eggs. people,
1: yeah, a lot of people, they it's hard for them, right? They're like, Oh, well, I said I was gonna do this, so now I just need to stick with it. And believe me, I fall in that bucket quite a bit oh, too. Oh, me too.
0: All this, like even when you're at a restaurant, like ordering something. And sometimes you're like, you're like, ah, you yes. know, you put your order in and then you're like, Oh, wait, no, I think I want this other thing. Like, I do that, like back and forth a billion times. And then sometimes I'm like, No, don't say anything because then you you seem ridiculous. or you're gonna you, yes. you know, like that chatter kicks in when it's like this is my, like, this is a meal of my freaking life. Yes. Like, yes. why am I so obsessed about like worrying about what someone else thinks about me? This is my precious time that I will never get back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's just
0: interesting to think about. Cause like with your friend, even like, and it may have been even too, like, Maybe this was even a step for her, like where she maybe she faked the call, which been there, done that. We all have done something like that. Did that the other day, pretended I was talking to someone when I thought this guy might be a potential killer. Um <laughs> on, anyways, the trail, in, in, yeah, on
1: the trail in on the trail in one was, of those like, three states.
0: Nowhere. Yeah. This guy looked a little sketch. I was by myself and I picked up my phone and I was like, Hey honey, yes, um, I should meet you at a That's five awesome. Minutes. Yeah, oh, you're over there? Okay. Like, you know, I did that, but um. yeah so we've all done that maybe like yeah something you know all the things but I feel like for her it could have even been that could have been playing big in the sense of like it was still uncomfortable for her to walk out yes you know it's even fake that call to begin with like maybe the next step in her growing would be actually her just speaking her truth in that moment but like kudos to like even just being willing to be uncomfortable to walk out. Cause I used to think about when I taught yoga, like when people would show up late for yoga class and not that I'm like, Oh, always show up late kind of thing. Um, but I'm thinking like, I, I used to be so proud of those people. Cause I was like, I, I know you had to work through some mind trash to walk in the door Yeah, because you're probably thinking to yourself, Oh, I'm going to interrupt the class. Like, um, Everyone's you know. going to be looking at me. Yeah all of, I'm of that gonna sit in the front
1: row, all those things, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to sit in the front row. I want to be in the back. So
0: it's like, I've done times where I was running late for something and I was like, well, I'm not going to show up now. And then it's like, you're pissed because you're like, well, I still could have got some of it in, you know, but yeah. then it's like in your day kind of like goes downhill from there, you feel like that, but it's like playing big may look like you showing up late to something when the yes. old, you would have just made up a story about how now you're not worthy of showing up there.
1: Correct. You know? Yeah.
0: So yeah. So I love talking about this stuff. Cause it's like, this is like real stuff. So this got me thinking about like, what are the things that we should consider? Like if there were three things that we had, we should consider when we're playing big, what would you say those are?
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a great, and I, great question. First and foremost, because I, like I said, I recently started salsa dancing Mm-hmm that has changed my life for the better, I will just say, it has been number one, the community, right? And so community of people, like the reason why I keep going back to the lessons when they're uncomfortable, when I make a mistake, when I feel foolish, right? Is because I have people there rooting me on, cheering me on, or rooting for me and cheering me on. I have my friends that are just like, you got this, like it's a growth, it's a journey. Like you're not gonna be a professional dancer. I don't even wanna be a professional dancer. I just wanna feel the music, have fun, yeah, social dance. And they're there to support me and cheer me on. And it is like, I think number one thing for playing big is to have a community. And I know that can look really challenging because I just wanna piggyback off that and say that before I started dancing, um, I'm a very, you know gargarious extrovert type of person for the most part i mean obviously covid um changed me a little bit but because i live alone but i uh i'm I'm very gargarious and so i I will say i've always had friends but you know i'm very guilty of like before dance i would be at home on the weekends chilling watching Netflix or something, you know, and not the chill and not watch not the good watch and chill and Netflix type of thing when you got yeah. another man with you. You know the what I mean? The other side of it. The other yeah. side of it. Yeah. I'm talking about the I'm actually watching Netflix and, and chilling on my couch. And so like playing
0: small, almost like in a sense of like hiding from the world, isolating like kind of thing. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah, yeah. we do it in that way or numbing. Like sometimes yeah. it looks like that. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So so anyways my point is that I Um, I have that community now. And so now I go out, I go dancing. I, you know, I push through, I play big every single weekend by doing that. And it's because of my community. And you feel so
0: alive and you feel so good. Like after the Amazing. Amazing. And And then somebody else.
1: Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, somebody else, um, in the dance community and I were just talking, he was a, a gentleman that I was talking to and he was just like, everything else seems so much better in my life now that, this part is on point, you know, because we're both enjoying the dance and we enjoy our lives. Work is better. And I would second that my full-time job is, you know, like it's good.
0: Right. And other areas of my life are really good because you're like, you're generating more of that kind of energy that, like, where you're making yourself proud. Oh, my calendar notification just went off, but you're making yourself proud, and you're like doing the creative thing. And it's like you're playing big. If you play big in one area of your life, you're yeah. gonna feel the benefits of that in all areas of your life because you're showing up differently to Correct. all of those things. Yes, the community, sure. hands down, and it's not, and it's also about like the right kind of community that, like, you can talk to about these kinds of things. Like, cause I'm thinking about you, Joe. like as my friend, like I can talk to you about like, am I playing big crap? Like I'll be like, I told this person this thing, you know, and it really scared me. And it's like, you can be like, I'm so proud of you. Cause like I know yes. that was so hard for you. And like having a friend like that or a community is so freaking helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. agree. Number
0: one, probably the biggest thing when it comes to playing big in your life, like you have to have a community that helps you play big. You can't do it on your own. I really do believe that.
1: I agree. Yeah, it doesn't mean, well, and yes, and I I don't mean that you can't do, like, let's say you want to lose weight, right? You're obviously- you're obviously going to maybe like, okay, now I have to start eating healthy. I have to start going to the gym. But I think in essence, you're going to still have some sort of community to like encourage
0: you. But yeah, yeah. Or just in so general, like if you think of someone playing big in their life, like they have a community that supports them in some way, not to Correct. say that you can't like do a scary thing on your own specifically, but like generally speaking, you e- you will eventually need support correct to keep, to keep going exactly yeah. i think
1: that's key to keep going cuz like i have really right. good nights where i dance and amazing da 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 but then the next night i'm i'm like i had you know let's say i had a terrible time and then i'm just like ah but then i know that i'm going to go back and i'm going to see my friends so that's yeah. like that's a win win right but um number 2 i would say is uh knowing that it is it is a lifelong journey, um, hands down. Like I think even Tara Moore talks about that in the book. It is just a journey. There is no arrival at playing big. Uh, There's no end destination, right? It's just about learning about yourself, uh, enjoying the rides, as they say, and
0: knowing that um, it's just, it's a lifelong journey.
1: So this is why
0: I think everybody should have goals and like a vision that they're working towards, because I think we're designed to like, obviously always keep growing and, and playing big. Like that makes us feel really good. And I was thinking about like, my husband was just saying when he's finishing the AT soon, how he's like, I just want, I got to be thinking about like, what's the next thing I want to work towards. And it makes sense because it's like, yeah, you want to keep playing big. So you want to find something else that can challenge you. So you keep growing. Cause it makes you feel freaking alive. Yes. So it's, yeah, this lifelong journey concept is, is huge. Like you don't just like play big once. Obviously you're the, you're the kind of person that continues to play big. If you're listening to the show right now, that's who you are. You're committed to continuously showing up and like living your best life, you know, like doing the hard stuff that helps you be who you really want to be. So what's the third thing that you would say?
1: uh, that it's always going to be a bit scary and yes. it's really not something that you're going to necessarily get over. And when it does feel scary, it means you're doing the right thing in my personal opinion, um, yes. because that if it wasn't, means you're getting out of your comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Cause if it wasn't, um, scary or challenging, it's like, would you really be that proud of yourself? Would you really feel that alive? Like when I think of, when I go do something, And it's not like it needs to, I'm not like saying voting for like life has to be hard. I'm like not casting a vote for that. I'm just saying like, it feels like, I feel so much more alive when I do something where it's like, that was scary for me. And it's like, yes, like that felt so good. I'm proud of myself that I did that thing versus like, if life was always easy, like that would always, that would be boring if it was like, always like never facing an obstacle like nothing like because then it feels like you wouldn't be like rowing kind of thing but some of us like subconsciously try to create a life where there's no discomfort but then we're really not truly happy when you think about it people that try to do that are often the people that stay in their bubble and try to stay safe and all that they're often the people that I would say are the least happiest you know yeah it's interesting to think about
1: Yeah, I have people in my life like that. And I'm just, I, you know, I, I, you know, you do, yeah. You see them and you're just like, oh my gosh if you would just do this, if you would just do that. But I also have people speaking that truth to me, right? It's like, well, Jill, if you me would too. just do this, and if you would just do that. So I'm finally, I'm finally taking those steps um, in my life that people have been telling me for years. You should be doing this, you should be doing that. And I'm just you're like, you're finally hey, hey, doing
0: yeah. the dang thing. Like you are. I am. Say. I'm That's doing like the dang quotes. thing.
1: Doing the dang thing. Yes, yes, yes. So,
0: and not only are you doing the dang thing, you're helping other people do the dang thing. Thing. So yes. tell us about the group. Like we've talked about community being important. Tell us about the group experience that you're offering. Um, coming up really quick here. Tell really us about quick.
1: It. Yeah, absolutely. So I am one thing that someone told me was uh recently was, Hey, you are the accountabilityist because I offer some really positive uh, accountability to people in my community. And so if you check out www.theaccountabilitist.com, uh, you will check out the, you will see the course that I'm ra- uh, running in the month of July, which will be every Thursday night. We're going to just work through Tara Moore's book, The Playing Big, kind of talk about that. I'm going to also incorporate a couple other books that I've read. Gonna
0: um, the whole experience. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely jillify everything and just really take all the information that I take in. I'm going to try to share it with the world and um, help other people, specifically women, everyday women uh, play big and learn some of the concepts that I've learned.
0: And and I'm going to do this thing. And it's, it starts with like, you have a playing big bingo sheet, which I think is really fun. So like you could do, we can chat with nerd out about like the ways that we're playing big. It could just be a really fun thing to do, especially for the summer. So this is starting when, This is
1: starting July 7th, I believe, is, yep, July 7th. So every Thursday in July, and um, it'll be on Zoom. And so anyone in the round, the world.
0: And tell us how much it is, because people are wondering
1: that. I know, right? It is... $29. $29, uh, um, 29 so,
0: freaking dollars. Okay. Can you just like acknowledge that like, it's less than a dollar a day that you are committing to playing big for you, for yourself. Yes. And guys, I remember like, I love the summer feeling of this because it might look like, who knows what it could look like for people and what opportunities will open up when they play big and how much fun conversations we could have about this for $29. Yeah. Like you nice. can show up if you miss a zoom, no big deal, it's recorded. Like if, Whatever if something comes up, but it's like at least committing to that you are playing big is gonna be really important. Cause I remember a while back in the summertime, I committed to playing big in my life and doing the things that scared me. That was my commitment. Like I am gonna do all the things that scare me. And that's how I met my freaking husband. So like it's very special to me, like this whole concept of like playing big in the summer. I think it's exciting. And we want you guys to come do it with us. Um, Jill's gonna be leading it. I'll be there, like being your own personal cheerleader, like I do. I love it. So I love it'll it. That'll be really yeah. fun. Absolutely. So again, yeah. you need to go to the accountability.com to sign up ASAP to do it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And you
1: will get that bingo sheet, which it, it's got all different kinds, right? It's like the most fun you...
0: bingo ever.
1: I know, right? Yeah. It's 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 like you got the whole shootaroo, um uh different options of playing big there just to get you started right away. And then uh
0: yeah. bingo ladies like the best kind. Yes. All right, Jill. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell people also where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have a Facebook group called aspire for more. Um, and so you can check me out there and you can also go to the, like we mentioned the com. You will find my Instagram at the bottom of the page there. So you can connect with me if you want to do it that way. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and then just that website.
0: Sweet, All the stuff, info that she just talked about, I'll also put in the show notes. If you click on the details of this episode, you'll be able to find that there, but definitely come play big with us because there's no better freaking time than now to start playing big in your life so you can live your best life.